smell the aroma coming through your speakers. You must be on at the table with Gail, the lovely Gail Hall on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. Guess what? Shock horror. Three Shock. weeks today. I know, I know. I've done some big shops the other day and uh, I surprised myself. In fact, I was out all day. So how's that? Oh I left goodness. home to drop somebody off at the airport and as soon as I dropped her off at 8.30, um, I thought to myself, here I come shops, you're going to get a shock. Is this like food shopping or is this like... This was gro- gift, gift, gift shopping. shopping. Wow. Yes. And, you know, I'm I'm shocking. I look around a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and, and sometimes I don't even know what I'm looking for. And then I walk into a shop and I think, yes, that's, that's exactly what gift. I want. Yep. Exactly. So uh, with that, uh, we're on a roll this morning because I'm going to give you some recipes that you can use in the up-and-coming barbecues that you're going to have and um, beautiful rosemary lemon rub, which you can rub into your lovely Christmas lamb. Oh, yeah, that sounds all right. Oh, lamb and rosemary go well together. So, and you can do this, you know, well in advance because, you know, you just put it into a, into a jar, tight fitting lid. So I've got two of these. The first one I'm going to tell you is rosemary lemon rub. And the next one is going to be barbecue seasoning because it is barbecue season. No. Oh, yes, right. right. We're bright this morning. (laughs) But anyway, I'll get on with the recipes. Now, what we want to do for the rosemary one is brown sugar, uh, two tablespoons, uh, one tablespoon of lemon pepper, one tablespoon of um, dried rosemary, and that's, you know, just crush it up a bit, uh, one tablespoon of dried mint, and you could probably do the same with that, just crush it with a spoon or a rolling pin because it's not completely fine, uh, two teaspoons of ground cumin, one teaspoon of chilli powder. Now, that's your choice whether you want to use that. Um, I'd be putting in my normal pinch, you know, probably can't <laughs> even taste it. But anyway, that's what it says, and it probably blends in with all those other ingredients. Half a teaspoon of salt and a half a teaspoon of pepper. Now, there's eight ingredients there, so what you're doing is just putting them in. You can either put them in like we said last week, put them into a sort of bigger jar mm-hmm. and give them the shake, shake, shake <laughs> treatment and uh, and then put them maybe into a smaller bar, a jar that suits the amount that you've got, but maybe the bigger jar or you can just stir it, but I think the shake, shake, shake method would be really good and uh, just absolutely lovely to rub on. Uh, beef, lamb or chicken and just let it stand. Don't just do it, you know, prior to doing, just put, oh, put a bit of flavour on and put it over. It's good for it to actually sort of like mm, soak into that meat. So, uh, and longer if you want to. So if you, you know, you could do it before lunch and, and it's an evening meal. So just let that flavour go in and uh, it'll be lovely. Mm, yum. I don't have any rosemary in my garden. I think I have. Mm. Yeah. I don't use it that often. I, um, I usually have rosemary in the pantry, actually, already dried, so um, I'm a bit naughty, I suppose. It's got a nice flower on it, and it's more decorative in the garden, isn't it? Yeah, rosemary. For the bees, really, you plant it. That's right, yeah, Yeah. and I see it out there, but I, I don't very often pick it. Fresh, naughty me. Yeah, you are naughty. But yeah. it smells nice when you crush it between it your It is. It's lovely. And when you walk past the branch, it's lovely. You can smell it. It's lovely. I must buy some cumin because a few of your recipes lately have had cumin in it. You, is it cumin? Yeah, cumin. cumin. Yeah, it is. Lovely. And it's uh, it actually adds a lot of nice flavour, cumin. Mm. And uh, I have been using it quite a bit just lately. 
Um, very good to um, put on lots of other things. And I think the next recipe, no, it hasn't got ground cumin in it. But this one here is uh, a must-have for your, you know, when you're having the um, barbecues. And you're probably going to be doing the same with beef, pork or chicken or fish or even. Um, You're going to be doing exactly the same. Just make sure you coat it first, have it on a tray, sprinkle it all, let it stay there for a while. But the recipe for this one, barbecue seasoning, is um, a quarter of a cup of paprika, which to me seemed quite a bit. But paprika is not really a a hot um, season. No. Um, You wouldn't want a quarter of a cup of cayenne. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mix it up because they're both red. (laughs) Well, one's dark and one's not so dark, but yes, it would. So just make sure you read paprika on on the carton. Uh, two teaspoons of garlic powder, two table oh no, two tablespoons of garlic powder. Mm. Sorry, I mistook the B for a, a P, uh, or the other way round. Uh, and two tablespoons of parsley flakes, um, one tablespoon of sugar, one teaspoon of ground cinnamon, one teaspoon of ground ginger, two tablespoons of salt. And one teaspoon of um, pepper. Now that that's eight ingredients there as well. So you're doing exactly the same there. Um, you're giving it a really really good shake um, together. Now notice they've got the dried parsley there because I think um, unless you dry your own parsley out, you know, don't think that the fresh parsley is going mm. to 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 do it because of the moisture and it'll soon go mouldy. I'm sure. So. <clears throat> That's your barbecue seasoning. Just lovely for that, um, you know, for that those barbecues that we're actually having because the nights are lovely and light now. Oh, I know. And mm. hopefully, hopefully after all that rain we've had with our grass being nice and lush, we're going to go into a nice dry summer. Well, I couldn't believe it, Tanya. My corn seems to have grown about, you know, 15, um, what are you, centimetres overnight. I just couldn't believe it. I thought... It looks like it's just growing because of all this rain, and it, yeah. it, I really noticed it. Are the plant or the ears of corn? The itself? plant, oh, the yeah. plant. And I looked and I thought to myself, "Oh, I might have to get round and stake those shortly." Mm. Mm. But still, I can't wait for the corn. And I think I've got a gladioli just wanting to peep oh. out. You know, ready for that flower to come out. Don't know what colour it is, but. Um, can't wait. I love gladdies. They always remind me of Christmas. My nanny used to pick a bunch of red gladiolis and green monkey paw on Christmas Day to bring round to mums and dads. Green what? Monkey, monkey paw. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a funny sort of plant. Oh, okay. Don't ask me its proper name. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. we're here to talk about food, aren't we? We are we here to talk right. about food. And uh, you pr- you'll probably think when I give you this recipe, it's a spiced German mustard. Oh, she's on the, on the um, you know, the spice... Um, um, thing today because spice train, <laughs> spice train. Yes, exactly. You know, with my um, with things for barbecues and rubbing into lamb and everything. But this looks really, really lovely and um, really perfect for that bratwurst sausages if you like those. Mm. And um, and I just thought it was actually a nice, easy mustard. Actually, so I'll give you the recipe for this one. Now we're looking at a half a cup of cold water. A third of a cup of mustard seeds, that's yellow mustard seeds. Quarter of a cup of dry mustard. One cup of apple cider vinegar. Half a cup of finely chopped onion. 
two tablespoons of brown sugar packed, you know, sort of make sure that it's a good tablespoonful, uh, two garlic cloves minced, one teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, a quarter of a teaspoon of ground allspice, a quarter of a teaspoon of dried dill, and a quarter of a teaspoon of dried tarragon, and one-eighth, I don't know how you can work that out if you've got um, one of those little measures, you might have a one-eighth one of turmeric. But, um, you know, I'm sure if you just put a little bit on the tip of a spoon if you're, if you're not sure. And to top it all off is one tablespoon of honey. So that's all your ingredients for that spiced German mustard. Now what we're doing for the method is combining the cold water, mustard seed and dry mustard in a medium bowl. Cover, let stand for about three hours until the mixture thickens to a paste. So you're just putting that, I suppose the mustard seeds must swell a bit. Yeah, I guess you know, so. You know, to, to, to make it sort of thicken up. Now, the next 10 ingredients, all the ones I've just given to you, uh, put in a media in a saucepan, medium saucepan. Bring to the boil on medium high and reduce the heat to simmer uncovered for ten to fifteen minutes, stirring often until reduced by half. So just watch that. So that's reducing it, and then of course that obviously thickens it. Add to the mu- mustard mixture that you've had, you know, sitting around for three hours. Stir and transfer to a blender or a food processor. Pulse with the on and off button until mustard is slightly thickened, but it's nice to see the grains that are still visible. So you're not really, you know, sort of, we're not doing cream mustard. We want to see, you know, maybe the little grains that are in it. Pour into a... um a small heavy saucepan or on top of a double boiler, whichever you prefer, and heat on medium-low or over simmering water for 10 to 15 minutes, stirring occasionally until thickened. So then you're removing that from the heat. So it's your choice if you've you've got to have a heavy base saucepan because, you know, that'll save the um, catching and Mm. burning. Good old heavy base saucepans. Now, once you've removed it from the heat, add the honey. So that's a little bit of sweetener. Add the honey and stir well and cool. And transfer, again, we're doing a lot of transferring on these ones, to a small bowl and cover. Now, it says to chill for three days. I looked at that and I thought... Three days. <laughs> did you think three hours? Yeah, yeah. I did. Three days, which mm. I thought, you know, but obviously they really want it to, um, you know, to set, yeah. I think, you know, and really um, gel together and spoon into um, a sterile jar with a tight-fitting lid. Now, they tell me that this will last in your fridge, well, up to a year at least. Yeah, I would guess that with the apple cider vinegar. That's isn't it? right. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's a, it's like any preserve, I suppose. It'll last for ages in your, um, you know, in your fridge. And um, yeah, so you'll always have this beautiful German mustard on hand. So I hope you enjoy it. I like a little bit of mustard. I have got a um, a little well. You can't really tell what it's like, Tanya, but that it's there in a oh, jar. Oh, it looks pretty. And it's, it's got nice a little stocking on yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's quite sort of 
brown and um, like mustard is or brown yellow. And um, yeah, so I think you should enjoy those, those three seasonings or that I've given you. Well, I'll tell you what, if you started making that spiced German mustard this weekend and you let it chill properly in the fridge for three days, you've got heaps of time to go out and um, buy some decorations for your jars. And that's great for people who are really horrible to buy for. You know exactly. those people that you, exactly. you buy them foodie stuff like salamis and stuff, but you can say, well, I actually made my own mustard. That's right. Well, I'd be very impressed, you know. So, yes, and it, I just showed you and it's got that little Christmas, um, you know, sock on it yeah. and a special little AG jar that, you know, you can put a spoon on. So, yes, it would make a lovely gift. Good on totally. you, um, Tanya, for saying that because, yes, a lot of people like, you know, little foodie things and it will last you for ages. Mind you, not just with, um, is it um, bratwurst sausage, but, hey, it'd be beautiful over your Christmas ham. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, bingo. exactly. Bingo. Mm. So that's our um so that's our little um first part of the program today. She's been spicy. She's getting spiced up for Christmas. And actually I was thinking of songs while you were doing that and I I've looked ahead to your next recipe. I'm not gonna tell the listeners what it is, but it's tropical and it made me think of Wham with Club Tropicana where the drinks are free and then I thought, we probably should play a Christmas song, shouldn't we? Oh, I don't know. I think the Tropicana one, we've got plenty of time for Christmas. Oh, yay, yay. Bring on George <laughs> Michael and Andrew Ridgely.
Oh, I want to be there. Oh, I love George Michael. Oh, the late George Michael. Oh, it's classic. Club Tropicana, you're on At The Table with Gail on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. Did you check him out in the video? I did, yes. yes I <laughs> The boy is drinking the pool, though. I know. Disgusting. What yes. A what a waste. Yes, exactly. Well, you won't be pouring this into a pool, that's for sure. This is beautiful tropical cream liqueur. And uh, it's not very often that I sort of use a recipe with alcohol to drink, but I just thought to myself, this looks really, really nice. And it's, um, if uh, I don't know if you drink Kahlua and milk, but this oh, is... I do, but yeah. not for years. No. Well, you know, that's a nice sort of creamy drink mm. uh, with ice. So I looked at this one and I thought, oh, yes, well, you know, Christmas is around the corner. You know, a few corners to go yet, but um, I thought I'm going to put this one over and um, and see what you think of it. Now, we're starting off with a, um, a 400... Um, Mill, I think it is, or you know, like close enough. I don't know what the cans are for crushed pineapple, but uh, we'll say 400 because you know, I think that's about the standard. And we want two ripe medium bananas, um, one teaspoon of lime juice, a three well, 400, it's two mil off 400, coconut cream. So I think that's in about a 400 mil can too, as well. And also sweetened condensed milk, uh, 300 mils of that, uh, and evaporated milk, 770 mils of the evaporated milk, um, and the white light rum. Now, when I read this, I thought, now, white light rum, back in the day, it used to be called Bacardi, but mm-hmm. can you still buy it? You can. You can. You can. Because can. I've never heard of, you know, I mean, I used to drink that when I was younger, you know, I quite liked a Bacardi and Coke. Yeah. But now I just, I think, well, does it still exist? You can get it in a hip flask. I think it's about, the hip flask is, don't, don't quote me on this, the hip flask measurement's around 500 mils. Oh. And I think that's about sort of 18 to $20. So you could have one of those on, Oh, you know, right. Well, in your drinks cabinet with what's left. Well, yeah. Well, it's 375 <laughs> yeah. mil of that. So yeah. a 500 mil would be fine. Yeah. Could always throw in a little bit more. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and vodka, 375 mils of vodka as well. So that's your, that's your recipe for this uh, tropical cream liqueur. But what we're doing, um, is processing the pineapple with juice. Bananas and lime juice in a blender or food processor until smooth. So give it a girl, you know, real good blitz there. Um, cause we don't want any lumps in our lovely tropical cream liqueur. Add the coconut cream and condensed milk and process for about one minute or longer until really, really well combined. Transfer to a large bowl. Add the evaporated milk. Rum and vodka, and no having little nips on the way, <laughs> uh, and stir well and chill overnight. Stir and then put into a nice decorative bottle, or you could put it into a a, a large jar, I suppose, but that won't look impressive, uh, with a tight-fitting lid. You can actually buy the nice clear bottles with those little spring lids, can't you? Yeah. And I think, well, you know, Tania mentioned before, um, about giving things, you know, our mustard away and that for a gift. Well, this could probably be a nice gift too as well. And 
I don't know. I haven't costed it out, but you can do that and um, see how much it actually costs to make this lovely um, creamy drink. But um, you've got to actually keep it in the fridge for, um, well, you know, keep it in the fridge and it will last for up to a month. But don't take it out and forget to put it back in the oh, fridge, no. okay? Because of all that cream, you know, and all that, that you can't afford to let that go. And um, there's certainly a lot of ingredients there that are sort of like uh, um, not inexpensive. So you don't want to waste this lovely um, tropical drink. And when you do serve it to your guests, you put about 30 to 60, maybe, you know, mils, um, to it to a nice in a mi- nice medium glass and um, make sure you pour it over ice you know you can't have any of these beautiful creamy drinks without ice and add orange juice or uh, lemon lime soft drink right, until it's it full yeah bring it up and uh, and then give it if you've got a swizzle stick or something like that give it a nice stir and um, yes that that'll be it it's um it's you know I like sort of Little drinks like that, special occasions, cocktails, I call them. Now, don't be drinking all that yourself and uh, not storing it in the fridge for your friends. You, you've got to chill it, okay? You can't drink it as soon as you've made it. Now, actually, speaking of making things, you um, you made something during the week that was vegetarian that you were telling me about, or am I not meant to mention that? Well, I, you know, um, I did make it, and uh, it was very, very nice, and I'm going to um, leave the recipe for the moment, but it was very, very yummy, and um, I think Tani is going to put it on it's, our page. It's already on Facebook. Whoops. I let the cat out of the bag. Oh, there you are. I'm sitting here with my fingers crossed because you said, you know, you're not going to talk about the recipe. I haven't shared the recipe, but I shared your picture mm. of you making it, and it looks scrummy. Well, it was very, very nice, and honestly, you'll hear this recipe in the next week or two, and easy to make. I must admit, and it went down a treat because it was made, well, you'll see the size of the dish that it was in. It was massive. It was a good family, you know, um, vegetarian pie, Mm. as I call it, and uh, cottage pie, really. And, um, yeah, so look forward to that and um, maybe let us know. Great. Uh, If you wanted to turn it into something vegan, well, you can leave out the the butter and uh, the cheese, but that's all I'm telling you. Oh, she's a tease. I tell you what, go to our Facebook page, Coast Access Radio, and see what Gail and I are just waffling about because it looks yum. And the recipe will follow on our Facebook page, and you can hear Gail talk about it in the coming weeks. Yes, and I'm there's some left over. So, um, you know, not for long, not for long. No, I'll be eating it tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Gail. Thank you. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.